0: You're listening to the She's on Her Toes podcast, episode 14. She's on Her Toes podcast is about getting ahead in the business of fitness. We'll take a real life look at what it takes to own and operate a boutique fitness studio, sharing what it's really like to run a business. You know, all the stuff they don't teach you in business school. Carolyn here, and before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that today's episode is being sponsored by my two online courses. I've got one course called How to Hire a Rockstar Team. It's about how to create a hiring process from start to finish that really only ensures that you hire the right people for your business. I know it sounds too good to be true, but it's actually the exact same hiring process that I use. And have used now for the last several years, so I know it works and I know it'll work for you. So you want to check that out. And then I've just created a second course. It's called Five Days to Time Freedom. So if you're just in the beginning stages of building your team and are constantly saying to yourself, I just never have enough time, then this is the course for you. It literally takes five days and very little time commitment with actually big maximum results. So go ahead and again, check that out. Links in the show notes, as well as on the website, she's on her toes.com. Now let's get going with today's episode. All right, well, welcome to the she 's on her Toes podcast, episode number fourteen. I am Carolyn Hearn, and I am here today with my two managers, Emily Gustafson and christina Schafka and uh, today we are going to uh, actually the tables are turned. Emily and Christina are going to be asking me the questions so. After this, uh, I guess I will not be asking any more questions. I will be uh, answering them. So that should be exciting, a little twist to our format. And then thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Um, over the last even week, we have seen some tremendous growth in our listeners. So, again, I want to thank you for that. If you uh, have any friends uh, that would be or family that are interested in the subject or think that this might be a good podcast for them, uh, you know, go ahead and refer them. Tag us on Instagram or send them the link or just remind them that uh, this podcast is going on because that's how, you know, the best way for us to grow our listeners is for uh, you to refer them to us. So we would really appreciate that. As always, if you are enjoying the content and enjoying what we're talking about each week, please remember to leave a review uh, because leaving reviews really helps us reach a broader audience. It'll help more people find the podcast and also it also gives us a gauge as to what it is that you like about the podcast, what we could improve on, so please leave your Honest Reviews Of course, it would be best if they were five stars, but go ahead and leave those reviews. And, um, you know, maybe next week we will read one uh, that you have written. So what if you could find out what your boss is really thinking? Ah, man, that's crazy. This week, the table is turned and Emily and Christina will be asking me all the questions. So, since I am not sure what they are, I was not really able to prepare an introduction. So, go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we thought that just starting, since many of the listeners may not know, maybe just start and tell us a little bit about, because for the listeners that don't know, Carolyn has not owned Pure Bar forever. That's true. She did other things.
0: That's true. maybe
1: just start and just give us a little bit of background about where you started all of this
0: Okay. Well, I guess I finished college, uh, graduated from the University of Puget Sound with uh, a double major in politics and government or political science. And art studio art so those are two really lucrative uh, degrees and similar and yeah and super similar so I won't really get into why I did that although there is a reason Uh, and then yeah I went out immediately to Washington DC and started working on Capitol Hill I got a job at the um, House Energy and Commerce Committee and then after that worked a few different jobs on the Hill in politics I Worked in press and communications, and ultimately found myself working on several different campaigns, including some pretty high profile Senate races in the state of Georgia. And then ultimately found a job back in DC as the communications director for Congressman Robin Hayes, who's from Concord, North Carolina, the 8th District of North Carolina. And coincidentally, that district is now represented by my former colleague, Richard Hudson. So that's kind of fun to have like your friend in Congress now and he does an awesome job and definitely um, is like a good person to be in that role. So yeah, it's definitely, he uh, is like really into public service. So super proud that Richard won that election. And then, Yeah, after I worked for Robin for a while, I decided to go back to school. I went to Wake Forest uh, here in Winston to get my MBA full-time. And while I was at Wake, I realized that I really wanted to become an investment banker. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so I went from politics to investment banking and ended up working, going back to Texas. I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. I went to work for... Wells Fargo's uh, oil and gas group in Houston, so I was there for a few years, and then switched to work for one year at SunTrust in their leverage finance group in Atlanta, and then, and that's really when I had, I guess I started taking Pure Bar, my sister took me to my first class, Uh, they were living in Lexington, Kentucky at the time where my parents still live today, and I really loved it I took like five classes couldn't walk to get on the airplane on the way home and like I was heading back to Houston and there weren't studios in Houston at the time so like I couldn't really keep up with it but then when I moved back to Atlanta I've lived in Atlanta like three different times (laughs) so yeah so when I moved back to Atlanta I uh, started taking class more regularly. And by more regularly, I mean I was was working like, I don't know, probably like 80 hours a week at that point. So I was really only able to go on Tuesdays at six in the morning, because they didn't really have six in the morning except on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I went on Tuesdays at six in the morning, and then I always went on Saturday at 10.30 in the morning. And, like, everyone knew not to F with me on Saturday at 10.30 because, like, I would not answer the phone. Mm -hmm. Like, I was not coming into the office. Like, don't mess with me. Mm -hmm. Like, I was taking class. Um, And, yeah, so sometimes I would be able to take class three times a week. I could squeeze in, like, that Thursday at 6 if I hadn't been um, up all night on, like, Tuesday and Wednesday. But, yeah, so I started taking class, and – I like to call my time at SunTrust uh, the year of prolonging the execution because (laughs) I really should have just quit in my uh, investment banking job and just figured out like what was next for me. But I don't know what I was thinking. I just, I was I guess I wasn't really ready to let go at that point or admit defeat. But um, yeah, I just really hated my life. I hated my job. I was like really unhappy and one day i was just like you know i really love pure bar and like maybe i should just open a studio and i i mean i talk about this in my book uh the story is in the book i mean i literally like got out of the shower one day and like opened up my laptop and was like still like dripping wet and like wrote an Mm -hmm. email to pure bar asking you know what the criteria for studio ownership were and like, what, how the process went, and I got an email from them, I think it was, I think I sent it at, like, it must have to have been, like, 6 or 6.30 in the morning, like, Eastern Time, by, like, 10 Eastern, and mind you, there in, like, Central, or Mountain Time for Denver, Um, got a response, and I was like, oh, cool, and I mean, I just literally kept saying to myself, well, if this doesn't make sense, then um, I just won't do it, and luckily, it worked out. Like I yeah. knew that I wanted to be here in Winston. I knew that I wanted the studio to be in Reynolda Village. So, like, luckily, both of those things worked out. But uh, yeah, it was kind of a crazy process. It was a really quick process um, to get the studio open. I think I signed my franchise agreement in like March, and then we opened in September, which is very, very wow. quick for those of you who have um, done that process before or, you know, done a build out or something like that. So, yeah. Oh.
1: (laughs) So were you afraid or nervous to take that leap of changing pretty much everything?
0: I mean, I know you're going to think that I'm a big idiot for saying this, (laughs) but honestly, y'all, like, I didn't think about it. Like, I was so, like, just so miserable and so, like, I was literally like, I mean, I'm not going to say I was going to kill myself or anything, But, like, I just knew that I could not go on, like, doing what I was doing, and I really didn't even think about, like, the risk that I was taking or how much money I was spending or how I was going to be super broke after, you know, the build-out was complete and... Um, like, all those checks had been written and that kind of thing. Like, I really didn't think about it until maybe, like, six weeks after we had opened. Wow. And then wow. I was like, oh, you... oh, like, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then it hit me, and I was like, oh, my God, what did I do? But, yeah, so, no, awesome. I didn't yeah. I didn't really I a, think about yeah, it. No. Like, yeah. The last yeah. sort of uh,
1: made you determined to, yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> make it work. Yeah, yeah it I it was work. like, yeah. I really don't, I don't, I don't, have, it, I don't have
0: a choice. Like, this is it. Like, this is what I feel called to do, and I'm going to have to figure out how to make it work, yeah. So
1: you have done multiple different things um, up until Pure Bar, but... Did, was owning your own business something you always wanted to do, or did that kind of evolve as you were changing careers?
0: I feel like people ask me this all the time, and <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to disappoint you, but no, honestly, I never thought I would own my own business. I, you know, I guess like in the back of my head, you're always like, oh yeah, well, like I guess it would be cool to like have a business or like be my own boss or something. But I never really set out to open a business, open a studio. I mean, I, you know, it was, I, I'm not, like, opposed to working in corporate America, and um, certainly, like, it's nice to have, like, a steady paycheck and have that security and, you know, have health insurance that's reasonably priced, but, like, no, I never thought that I would be doing this, but now that I am, like, I can't go back.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't imagine it any other way. No. Okay, so obviously having no money, but other than having no money, other than that, what was the hardest thing, what was your hardest challenge in the first year?
0: I think my hardest challenge was literally just, you know, I didn't, I had not taught class before I opened the studio. I had taken a lot. So, I mean, of course I knew, like, a lot about the technique, and I was very, very proficient in, you know, that, and, like, what you're supposed to experience during class, and, Kind of the benefits of pure bar and just like my personal like journey of taking class and and that kind of thing but no i had not taught a class beforehand and so starting out teaching and trying to figure out how to run the business was really really challenging like it was okay. it was difficult because like i mean there's nobody who's going to critique me
1: like yeah. Are, yeah like I mean nobody's
0: going to come in and be like oh you know what you really should work on this like I mean I literally I mean I was teaching like four classes a day we had like a 6 a.m oh, wow. like Tracy taught Tracy taught at 6 a.m and a lot of ta- like when we first opened I would get here before 6 a.m to help her check in and then I would teach at 8 30 and 9 45 and then I would teach at noon and then I would go home. Katie was working at the desk, so then I would go home and eat lunch. And what would I do? Like sometimes just like sleep for a minute. Yeah. And then just <laughs> like
1: close your eyes, sleep. You, yeah, you just have to do it. And <laughs> then I would
0: come back and teach at four fifteen. And then we didn't have a five thirty at that time. We just had a six thirty. So then I would stay here because Katie would leave at like four, and then I would stay here. And then Catherine would come in and teach at six thirty and a lot of times I stayed till the end of her class to like lock up and then I'll go home and like do it all over again but then wow. you know I'll go home and I still have work to do so yeah. like I would it was really a brutal brutal life but um yeah no what was the question no just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. so
1: basically but you had no time and no money but yeah There's no the ch- yeah no the <laughs> challenge
0: is yeah like just not really like being confident teaching and just trying to like fake it and then figure all this like it was just yeah it was pretty stressful yeah
1: so in contrast to that you were you know exhausted and you were coming from a job that you weren't super happy in either Mm -hmm. so did you have anything in your first year or maybe just something that overhangs that you feel like is like your biggest reward or like kind of like that moment where you're like I love
0: this. Why I did this. This is why yeah. I did. Like, did you have any of those like big moments at any point? Um, I think like I went to. I guess like we. I uh, used to have like our owners' conference in May, and so you know we'd kind of been open from like September to May, and they, like everything was just like really rough. Like, and I remember thinking like I literally had to say to everyone. I have to go to Denver for, like, three days for this conference. I have to go. It is mandatory. Like, y'all have to figure out how you're going to cover all of these classes because I will not be able to do them. And, like, the studio is not closing. Yeah. So, like, you have to figure that out and, like, you know, like, report back. But, like, and some I guess somehow they figured out how to do it. But, um Yeah, I remember going and, like, talking with all these owners and who had been open for – some of them had been open, you know, four or five years at that point, and, like – just, you know, they're like, oh, don't worry, everything's going to be fine, like, you just have to get through your first year, and I'm like, well, I'm kind of almost done with my first year, (laughs) like, like, I mean, we're, like, kind of rounding the bend, and I really don't see, like, the light at the end of the tunnel, and then it was kind of funny, because, I mean, they were really right, like, within a couple months, like, everything started to improve, like, things got a little bit better, I was able to hire, um, I think, like, one or two more teachers, and then I was only teaching, like, two or three classes a day, and, And not working as much. I got a few girls to work at the front desk in the evenings. Um, Of course, they are all completely incompetent. But, um, you know, you can only do what you can do, right? (laughs) doors
1: are open. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, moving on, have you ever regretted your decision to become a small business owner?
0: Um, I'm not going to say I regret the decision to become a small business owner. But I've definitely been like, like, woken up before, and been like, I need to sell. Like, 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 I'm, like, I'm done. Like, like, y'all have, like, I, I've given you my all, like, you have taken and taken and taken, Mm -hmm. like, the giving tree, like, he takes and takes and takes, and then one day there's nothing left, and you've definitely had those days, so. That's
1: a fair answer, an honest, fair answer, Yes. So that sort of ties in with um, days where you probably felt this way. How did you balance your time between opening a studio and having a personal social life and all of that?
0: Um, If you did. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I think like like the first year I was dating this guy and I mean, I was really honest with him and I was like, you know, I'm going to be working all the time, like killing myself this first year and then after that, like I'm going to back off a little bit. And I guess he didn't believe me because he broke up with me. So, uh, and then, I mean, I kind of, like, dated people on and off. But, like, it wasn't really until, like, recently that, like, I finally figured out, like, how to have, like, weekends off and, you know, not be working until, like, 7.30 every night or 8 or 9 or whatever so that I can, like, make time for somebody. But I guess, like, really... I just haven't really met anybody that like I wanted to like make make time the time for cool. if that makes yeah, sense, yeah. so like i I'm totally guilty of that like sorry, everyone yeah. <laughs> like I wasn't just working like that because uh I had to it was because I just didn't want to I mean, hang out game. with you <laughs> <laughs> but do you like do you
1: think that some of some of okay so partially it's like meeting the right person or like yeah. having the the people you actually want to spend time with Yeah, I mean
0: but, by the way like I'm seeing somebody right now who's awesome and I make a lot of time for so this like, is true, everyone so.
1: Is true. <laughs> so do you think that it's a, that it's that you've met the right person or that you've been working long enough you kind of have like strategies in place or like a combination of the two yeah I
0: think it's a combination of the two because like I mean you can I can always like go back to my evil ways right <laughs> like, <laughs> like I can always like fall off the wagon but um please don't <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but like yeah no I think it's kind of like finally hiring um, you know setting up our hiring process like when I started working with Mary and my business coach it's been gosh, I mean, it's almost been like two years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, setting that process up and then being obviously like Emily, hiring Emily and transitioning her to the manager role and then transitioning Christina, you to the ma- another manager role and then just able to find like the people that fit in our culture and are, you know, all on the same page. Like now, I mean, we have enough people hired, so like if somebody leaves it 's not the end of the world it 's not like a crisis we 're not like you know like spiraling out of control like You know, if I have to come back and teach a little bit more or work a little bit more, it's not the end of the world because I'm only working in the studio two days a week. And so if I had to come in for, like, three or, heaven forbid, four, like, I mean, (laughs) that might be okay. But, um, yeah, if you're, you know, committed seven days a week, all day, every day, and then something happens, like, you're stretched so thin. Like, you just... Like can't, you
1: don't yeah. it, like you can Yeah, you can't. Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, no, I think like it's just yeah, that combination of like being able to have confidence in y'all's management abilities that you can kind of handle everything and that really I'm just kind of like helping you and then you're kind of managing down from there. So um that's been awesome, but then, yeah, also, it's just, like, I have to just, like, my goal this year was to not work seven days a week, and I've been working six days, I've been working, oh. no, I've been oh. working six days a week, I've been working six days a week, I've, so, yeah it's, I, progress, right? yeah, it's progress, right, yeah,
1: progress.
0: yeah, or maybe five and a half, I don't know, <laughs> <So> <laughs> but
1: it's, I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not, a couple days. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not
0: quite there yet, but, um, yeah, definitely
1: more relaxed and yeah, able to kind of step out. Okay. So that was positive, but going to like a super positive note, what do you love most about owning specifically a fitness studio?
0: I think like one of the things that I really like about owning the studios is that, you know, it's just like a place where most people come <laughs> to be happy <laughs> Yeah, yeah. and, true. you know, it's, You know we're providing a service and a level of customer service that is truly exceptional and we are literally you know helping people achieve you know their fitness and health goals and that's awesome and just to kind of see people start and kind of where they are in the beginning and then kind of that progression they get stronger they get more confident i mean i know that there are a lot of women in this town that you know, have gone after promotions and have gone after, you know, big things in their lives because of the confidence that they've gained here taking class and like being around all of us and this team. And I mean, that's super rewarding. It's really awesome to think about that.
1: So what makes you most proud about the team you have built?
0: Well, I mean, just five minutes ago, you told me that you emptied the vacuum cleaner. Oh, my goodness. And so, I mean, that was tough. We're learning people. I, I, didn't even, I didn't even vacuum the other studio
1: today, so. Oh, <laughs> great, great. But I left a note to do it, but I did not oh, do it. Okay.
0: all right. So, yeah, no, I guess, you know, if you're emptying the vacuum. We learn art from our mistakes. You're doing something yes. right. But, no, I mean, I think, um, like, and i try not to get, like, too sappy about this, but, You know, I haven't been on a vacation really in, like, six years. Like, there was a time after we were open a year where they, like, forced me to go out of town. I had no money to go out of town. I rented this house in the mountains and, like, went up there with the dogs and, like, didn't speak to anyone for, like, a week, which is awesome. Like, I highly recommend that. Like, like your voice, like, your throat just feels so good. Like, I came back, and I was like, oh, wow, like, it was awesome. But, um, yeah, no, like, I just haven't been able to go anywhere. So, like, I'm about to head out to Sedona for a week, and I'll be in Australia for three weeks in August, and then trying to figure out how I can leave around Christmas to go out of town, then um, have a big trip planned next year to Italy. We're just trying to figure out, like, when we're going to go. So it's like, you know... It's awesome to know that I can do that and things around here are not going to, like, disintegrate into, like, mass chaos. So, like, that is super, that makes me really proud to think that, like, I can leave and y'all will just handle it and nobody seems, like, bitter about it. And, no. <laughs> no, <enjoy. laughs> like, I don't have to threaten anyone, anyone. <laughs> to say, like, like, in the beginning, I was like, I have to do this, so, like, <laughs> enjoy your I know, now we're yeah. like, call us from Sedona, yeah. Like, yeah. take a picture. Yeah, so that's been super nice.
1: Have you ever had a moment when you felt like it wasn't all worth it?
0: No, definitely, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, before I started working with my business coach, I, the business was, Um, I mean, I'm not going to say it's in shambles, but there are a lot of major things that needed to be corrected. Uh, One individual in particular that was working here needed to be fired and so had to have that conversation. Um, She played a pretty significant role in the business, so that was difficult. And then I found out that, like, my accountant had totally screwed up a bunch of things with my, you know, business books and that kind of thing. And that was, you know, it was difficult. Like, I spent a whole year working seven days a week trying to figure out, like, how to fix everything um, while still somehow, like, trying to turn a profit. I mean, it was, that was really difficult. Yeah, it sounds like Um, but luckily everything turned out fine now everything's awesome I have a new accountant who I like <laughs> and who I know is not messing things up I have a new uh, bookkeeper I actually do all my bookkeeping myself I don't know if y'all realize that I uh, do it all myself and then I meet with this woman once a month to like review everything so in case I have questions nice. so yeah. she can yeah. like make sure I'm not like messing everything yeah. up but. Yeah. That's but yeah,
1: it. you've gone through lots of ups, lots of downs. You have felt like it's not worth it. You've had high moments where it's been really rewarding. Um, if you had to give advice to somebody at some point in their business, wherever they may be, maybe they're in the beginning or maybe they're, you know, in the three-year mark and struggling, what would you say?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I feel like we, you know, celebrated our fifth year anniversary last September and, then, like, won the best business in Winston-Salem Award. where We were recognized by the Chamber of Commerce, which was awesome. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I don't really feel like we, like, really made it until the fifth year. Does that make sense? I mean, I know there's all these statistics out there that say, like, oh, most businesses fail before they reach their fifth year or most, you know. And so, like, if you reach the fifth year, then, like, you know your chances of getting to like 10 or 20 years is you know x percent greater or whatever but yeah no I just think like we're not even done yet like we have so many opportunities like now that we've been open for five years it's like all of a sudden all these people are like oh I guess like they're not closing like which is so bizarre like uh so I just feel like we've gotten a lot of really cool opportunities and I mean we still have like a lot more things that we want to accomplish, you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. I guess if I you would ask me like at year one, two, three, even four, like, have you done everything? I'd be like, yeah, we've done it all, like there's nothing left to do like we you know, but that's not true like and it's really interesting how once you kind of hit that fifth year, like all these things just kind of get you know thrown your way, or I guess get you get asked to do things as yeah. opposed to like begging people to. Like yeah. do stuff. So um, as far as
1: the business, what how, what are you most excited about when you wake up in the morning?
0: Um, I think just like now that I'm not necessarily working in the business all the time, it's nice because I can think more big picture. We've got this podcast going on. Um, you know, I wrote my book, and so just trying to figure out how like that fits into what we're doing, if I'm going to write another book. Um, I've been working on all these online courses. I don't know if anybody out there knows that I have these courses about how to hire a rock star team. And then I just finished one called um, Five Days to Time Freedom, which is super awesome. Literally, in five days you can figure out like how you're wasting your time, <laughs> how you can find more time.
1: Helpful. Yeah, I mean,
0: it, it is awesome. And it's um, yeah, definitely something that like I kind of like redid when I did it like two years ago and then redid when I was doing the course and I was like, oh, man, this is great. It's like literally like if you say to yourself, uh, I never have enough time, do this, and you will figure out where... Why you don't have time. Yeah, why you don't have time. And it's probably because you're wasting it doing, you know, some random things that you Mm -hmm. shouldn't be doing or you should just stop doing some stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I'm just excited about, like, what we have going on with, you know, this podcast and kind of the She's on Her Toes stuff. And, yeah, just trying to think about what we can... How we can, you know, kind of take the studio to the next level and that kind of thing. I just have um, some other business opportunities that uh, I can't really talk about right now. My but, next question
1: was, is um, there anything you want to uh-huh. tell us? Like, uh-huh. are there anything, uh-huh. Is there anything else in the works that people need to know well, about? Well, I
0: can't talk about it right now, but <laughs> I know all of our clients will be super excited uh, if uh-huh. it goes through. So, yeah, hopefully that all works out, but I'm not going to be able to... I guess, really start that process until I get back from Australia. So, But it seems pretty positive, so we'll see.
1: Maybe we'll announce it on the podcast. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah, that would be exciting. Yes. I think we're
0: I think we're a few months away. But.
1: I didn't know. You didn't have to answer that. You yeah. yeah. Out you yeah. Um, cool. So you can follow Carolyn on She's on Her Toes. You can go to her blog at She'sOnHerToes.com or find her on Instagram at She's on Her Toes. Yeah. If you have any more questions, she'd be happy to answer. <laughs> you can reach out to her, or you can reach out to Christina, and we can Christina or me, and we can uh, we can do a round two. Yeah, y'all are questions.
0: welcome to reach out, but I'm out of town next week, so oh, okay. no, I'm just true. kidding. That's true. That's true. Just kidding. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you. It was, this was fun. Yeah. Yeah. The Tables are
1: turned. It's uh-huh. fun to be asking, yeah. not answering. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Hopefully everyone is subscribed to the podcast. Uh, and summer's a great time to catch up on those old episodes that you just haven't quite gotten around to. Maybe you're driving in the car or listening at the beach or the pool. But yeah, we would love to have you tuned in next week and we will talk to you then. Thank you so much. Bye.
2: To be private, it's okay to cry, it's okay to hold back, or hold things inside. It's okay to scream, to release them, to be seen. It's okay to be seen, it's okay to be seen, it's okay to receive, it's okay to notice, to start. It's okay to listen one ear to the ground, one ear to the sky tree street, or heart that you pound. It's okay to giggle a little to yourself, cause the spirit it tickles as it enters us out. Ha oh. ha oh. ha oh. how it's okay to sing it, in fact, it's encouraged It don't matter how soft, rough, vivid, or tender, or outward in key As long as you mean it, as long as you mean it You're giving permission, you're giving permission for others to sing it You're giving permission for others to sing if all things for that matter, go as deep as you feel it Next to your own beating song light, swimming, flying in space, floating like grace, alone and together, one and yet still. An instant, an impulse, individual tone, beat sound, sing itself, sing itself, sing itself, sing itself, singing itself, singing, singing. It's okay to pray, to be deep, to be light, to just breathe. It's okay to be Bum how